To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. To see the evidence photos and follow along with this case, follow our blog link in the description below. Happy almost Halloween. This month flew by for so many reasons, mm -hmm. but it's good to be back. It feels like forever. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. I'd like to issue a formal apology for <laughs> spreading COVID-19 into the household because I'm, uh, I'm convinced that I gave it to you guys. You did give yes. it to us. What the fuck? We don't go anywhere else. <laughs> I didn't know. I literally thought that it was just a cold and I had a sore throat. And then I got a text a few days later from Nicole that was like, John just tested positive for COVID. And I was like, shit, R well, <laughs> I should probably go take a test myself. And guess what? I, I don't know it. who I blame more because you knew that she had a cold or sore throat. No, right? I didn't know until I texted Jen that you so were you sick. So you got here knowing that you were sick? I told literally everyone, even the people, I said, I have a sore throat. I'm sick. What I have people? These people? Mm -mm. Yes. Not these people. No, dude. Not until I, said I said it on the podcast. I said it on the podcast. I said, I really I have a really low voice. This is actually You may me. have, actually. That's true. I did. So you said Someone it. Someone backed me up. You said it when you were already here and we've already con <laughs> contracted your filth. I didn't know it was COVID. I thought it was just a cold. And the symptoms were masquerading. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. We post episodes all week long, but last week we did not because we were sick and I didn't feel like doing shit because we had COVID. But this week we are getting back on schedule. As for the Ed Gein stuff... I kept my word, and even though I'm not going to release a standalone podcast just yet, I am still giving anyone who is a Supremo an Ed Gein goodie, whether it's a book or a comic book like this one right here, Psycho Killers with Ed Gein. You see the skull bowl, and I have other stuff like pins. I know a couple of you guys, our supporters, have already got that stuff. But anyone that signs up as a Supremo or is an existing su Supremo, just let me know and we'll send you some Ed Gein stuff. And that's just for you guys. We're going to Damascus, Oregon tonight, 2011. And will you describe this person for us, Jen? Oh, she's a lady. Oh, OK. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How long are you going to be mad at me for? That's just normal. Uh, what's today? <laughs> I'd say she's probably in her 40s. Yeah, maybe late, late 30s. Late 30s, early 40s. Um, barrette in her hair. Brownish, blonde hair. All right. Um, there, it's Christmas time in that background. What do you I'm think? Excited for Christmas. What do you think this story's about? Christmas murder. You know, I mean, with her looking at her, you think she's a killer? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say she's the victim. I'm gonna she's say that she's related to the victim in some way. I'm starting the story 2011. Her name is Julie Keith. Her daughter. Now they live in Damascus, Oregon. Her daughter was having her fifth birthday, and like I said, this is a Halloween story. So this was late October. Mm -hmm. Now, Julie wanted to do something special for her. So she went into, they have like a guest house that's attached to their home. And she went up there and that's kind of where they store all this just 
miscellaneous stuff. Over storage, just put it in there. Including something she bought recently. Well, a year ago that she forgot all about. But it's Halloween, or about to be Halloween. And although she has taken her daughter trick-or-treating many times, or at least, you know, three or four times, she's never actually decorated her own home. Hmm, so, okay. so she goes and tries to find something that she may have bought. Because she's one of those moms that, you know, there's nothing wrong with this, but she'll... She'll be in Kmart or Walmart and she'll just see something maybe after Halloween that's on sale and she'll grab it, you know, kind of like we always do and then forget about it. But then when Halloween comes, she's like, oh, I can't believe I forgot about this. This would be perfect type of thing. So this is what she pulled out. And can you describe this for us? Oh, a graveyard kit. Like the one of the ones that you put on in your front lawn. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Hold on, 17 pieces. Ooh. Totally ghoul. It's from Kmart. Cost yeah. $29.99. It's for ages eight and up. So the box contains the following. One large KD. What the fuck is a KD? Kmart department. Oh, I don't know. One large tombstone, 30 inches tall. It was actually styrofoam tombstone that was painted black. Three small tombstones, two black velvet roses, two mini skulls, two hands, two feet, black spiders, a bag of spider webs, a bag of moss, and one piece of bloody cloth. Now, this is all that for twenty nine ninety nine to bargain <laughs> like that would if we were looking for something for thirty dollars today, you might get one of those tombstones. Agree. Or a hand. OK, well, here's a tr- here's a question for you guys. Take a look at this again. There was something else in this box. Do you want to take a guess what was in this box? A body. I mean, was it a real hand? Jen, the box is literally the box is like this big. It could be a baby body. That's fitting a lot of stuff in that box. You think a body is in there? You don't um, know. It is de- it a like real bloody cloth? I don't know. Decomposing bodies in there. There was actually mm-hmm. nothing in the box except a, col- a hole cut in the bottom. Uh, it was on a table and someone, when you open the box, a head would pop out and go, bah! Oh, I thought you were going to do the penis thing where the penis is in there and it pops out. A dick like- in the box? No, that's Christmas <laughs> gift. <laughs> Julie, she's excited. She sees this box that she bought last year at Kmart. Twenty nine nine nine. It's a good deal. And she opens it up. She's really excited about this. The tombstones fall out. The skulls fall out. The bloody cloth falls out. All that stuff falls out. But one other thing. How did she open it? Did she try to shake it? What do you mean she opened the box? The fuck? She opened the box. She, I mean, but I imagine like a box, like you open a box and you look inside. Like, what did she open it from the bottom and it fell out? <laughs> She opens the box and she violently shakes the shit out of it for no reason. And stuff is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. She opens this box. The tombstones fall out. The skulls fall out. And also a piece of paper falls out. Oh, a note. A note. A letter. And it is actually a letter folded in eights. Because you can't fold a a piece of paper more than a certain amount of time. What do y'all think the letter says? Dear Santa, this year for Christmas. This is a murder podcast. I don't know what the letter says. Does it have instructions to where a body is? Is it a ransom note with magazine letters cut out and pasted onto the page? Julie opens this box stuffed between the two two tombstones was a letter that was folded in eights. This is the letter here, the exact letter that fell out. Sir, if you, if you, it says occasionally, but I think they meant to say accidentally. No, if you occasionally buy this product, please kindly resend the letter to 
one world human right organization. The sound thousands. The thousands of people here who are under the persecution of the Chinese Communist Party go- government will thank and remember you forever. All right, let me let me read the rest. Sir, if you occasionally buy this product, please kindly send this letter to the World Human Right Organization. Thousands of people here who are under persecution of the Chinese Communist Party government will will thank you and remember you forever. This product produced by Unit 8, Department 2, Mashenge Labor Camp, Xinjiang, Laong, China. And then there's some Chinese characters. People who work here have to work 15 hours a day without Saturday, Sunday break, and any holidays. Otherwise, they will suffer torturement. Then there's more Chinese characters. Beat and rude remark, nearly no payment, 10 yuan slash one month. So 10 yuan per a month. People who work here suffer punishment one to three years averagely, but without court sentence, common law punishment. Many of them are Falun Gong practitioners who are very innocent people only because they have different belief to CCPG, which is the Chinese government. They often suffer more punishment than others. All right, that is what the letter says. That's definitely not what I was expecting. No, not at all. That's interesting. I thought it might be a warranty. It was folded into eights and it said, we've been trying to reach you for your car's extended warranty all right what do you guys think of that weird yeah what would you do if you found that letter Uh, send it to the uh, world human right organization you would make a complaint (laughs) to kmart i don't know no honestly i might throw it away i might google holy i might google the department that they mention and see like what comes up and i probably would Make a photocopy and keep the original and send it to the World Human Rights Organization. All right. Well, luckily, this package was bought by Julie and not one of you guys <laughs> because she, she <laughs> because she didn't think it was her car's extended warranty and she actually did something about it. So this is where I want to go right now. Google Earth. Masanja. I think I'm saying that right. This is in China. This is where he said the letter that he wrote the letter. This is a uh, kind of a, they call it the Rust Belt of China. So very, very out there. And he's saying that there's a labor camp here. Now, it's, it's interesting because you can actually, if you hit this little button where it shows the roads, even though they do have people taking pictures everywhere else, in this area, there's no street view or anyone taking pictures. Well, here's someone, but this is in a neighboring village. So out here, isolated in the middle of nowhere, China, is where this Kmart thing was made from. Mm. Okay? Allegedly. From what the Allegedly. from what the random person in the in the uh, on the letter said. Lauren says on live chat, think there are many camps, so I'd believe it, but I'm expecting this to have a twist. A couple things. He says nearly no payment, 10 yuan per one month. How much do you think that is? Like 50 cents. Close. At the time, it was $1.61. He also said something about Falun Gong practitioners. Now, let me just let me just break this down for you. This man who sent this letter sent it as a prisoner in this Chinese labor camp. And he was sending it in this graveyard kit that Kmart, which is owned by Sears. They were, you know, that is where they get that stuff. So next time you're in anywhere and you see it made from China, you, you may want to think of it about this story. But this is the labor camp right here. 
you see there's barbed wire and the conditions are pretty rough. If it you guys looks can like see. a prison. It, mm-hmm. it basically is a prison. They're called labor camps. So Julie Keith takes this letter and she posts it on Facebook. And one of her friends who is a reporter asked her about the letter. And then Julie was like, is there anything I should do? Should I send it to the, the World Health Organization? The reporter said, no, this is beyond that. This is a story that needs to be told. The prisoner who sent this letter did so secretively because if he was found out, he would have been killed. Okay. So that's what the reporter was saying. Anyway, the story went viral pretty quick and questions were raised to China about what's the deal with these labor camps. We already know there's labor camps in China, just like North Korea. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's basically prisoners for hire. You know what I'm saying? There's an incentive there. So as of this time, now I'm not sure about how many there are now, but I think 2018 is the last time they anyone had an estimate of it. There were about 320 of these camps. This camp right here being one of the most notorious for the abuse and the, the torture that they would put the prisoners through. All right, so this camp specifically makes about $16 million a year in profit from making, yeah. making stuff to sell to Kmart and other sources like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then we buy it. It's an incentive for them to get get laborers yeah for them to arrest people you know what i'm saying it's kind of like the four um profit uh prisons that we talked about the other yeah exactly to so cnn picked it up and then the guardian picked it up and every news station in the world picked it up and then china the the government of china has to 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 answer to this because now the world now the world knows that they are torturing people in these labor camps all right so the man that that wrote the letter sees this, this news has gone viral, and he's still in China, although he's not in the camp anymore. He only served about two years in the camp, and then they, they released him. Mm. But one morning, this guy walks into the CNN office in Beijing, and he says, hey, I'm the guy who wrote this letter. Now, as you'll see, it's very risky for him to even do this now. I'm sure, yeah. He says, quote, I saw the packaging and figured the products were bound for some English speaking countries. I knew about Christmas, but we were making skulls and the like. I really didn't know much about Halloween, Hmm. but I had this idea of telling the outside world what is happening here. So this guy's name is Mr. Zhang. That's what he's called. Now he did finally go on record. And this is the guy that wrote the letter right here. Can you remind me what year this is? It had to be somewhere when Kmart was open. It was 2011. Right, you said that. Yeah. Julie says, It is quite ironic that it was a bloody graveyard kit that I purchased, knowing that the people who made these kits were desperate and bloody themselves. Mm. Did he only write the one letter? No. So I'm going to tell you, he wrote 20. But first, let's let's see why he's in prison to begin with, because he did mention that he he is a prisoner. This is a labor camp, mm-hmm. so maybe he's supposed he to be there. Did he do something wrong? Right? Was he is he a criminal? That's the question, right? In the letter, it says the following. It says many of them are Falun Gong practitioners. Practitioners Falun Gong. So I was like, well, what the hell is that? Most of the people that are in that prison practice this Falun Gong. Do, do you want to take a guess what it is? It's a religion. Okay, so it's not really a religion. It was founded in the 1990s, and according to the Chinese government, it is a, quote, heretical cult. It is an offshoot of Qijong, which you guys probably heard, 
which stands for the discipline of the vital breath. It is, this is what this is. And even today, they're still getting persecuted by the Chinese government. They're, they demonized this completely, this uh, heretical cult. It is an amalgam of traditional medic- medicine and self-cultivation practices from the early 1950s. In China, there was a, a new leadership and there were, you know, as communists before. And now there's a lot in the in the 90s. There is there's a relaxation pretty much on on communism. There's more freedoms. So with these more freedoms, more of these little religions started popping up. People were more open. And this Falun Gong started. It is basically from what I've looked up Tai Chi. It is nothing but an exercise program. This is the people doing it in the park. It's meditation mixed with exercise. That is what these political prisoners are being sent to these labor camps for. Wow. To do Tai Chi? Or no, because they are doing the Tai Chi. Because they are doing it. So think about it this way. If you're in America... All right, Jen's doing this E2M program. Let's say that, Jen, you just started your, what, round three? No, two. You just started round two. So you make a tweet on Twitter. Just started round two, everyone wishing me luck. Let's say you do that. And then let's say that our government sees that. Then they break into your home without a search warrant or anything. They put you under arrest for being in a cult. And then they put you inside a prison camp. They're they're technically prisoners awaiting trial. Okay, that's how they that's the loophole there It's basically like you arrest someone and then as they're waiting for trial, they're in prison or whatever. And then the, the time gets made up. But they could spend up to four years in a in a labor camp before they even get to trial. Now, these are people doing exercise. The real reason the Chinese government demonized them is because of the amount of people. So about 100 million Chinese practice this. And the Communist Party of China has about 60 million members. So since the 1990s, this practice has exceeded the Communist Party. And that scares them, right? Because there's this whole practice, this religion that is bigger than the Communist Party. So they get scared. They get feared that, you know, it'll take over. So what do they do? They demonize it. They say it's a cult. And then they start beating people that practice it and throw them in these labor camps. That wow. basically that is what it is. But I'm going to I'm going to tell you exactly what happens in these lab- labor camps. But that is that is who is in the labor camps is these people that practice basically Tai Chi. And a lot of it is also to do with the traditional medicine. So traditional Chinese medicine is not big pharma. Traditional Chinese medicine is cupping and stuff that you don't have to go and mm-hmm. pay for these pills, you know, mm-hmm. s- stuff that you can do naturally, holistic medication. But that's not making China any money if you do that. And now you have a hundred million people doing that. That really affects the economy for their big pharma profits. You see, you see where this is going? Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I am kind of mind blown, honestly. So this man, Mr. Zhang, was thrown in prison because he was a practitioner of this Falun Gong. And people today are still being persecuted for it. They're still labor camps and is still just as bad. I mean, this was only 2011. Quote, for people who have never been there in the labor camp, it is impossible to imagine. The first thing they do is take your human dignity away and humiliate you. 
There's systematic beatings, sleep deprivation, torture. Making products turned out to be an escape from the horrible violence. We thought we could protect ourselves and avoid verbal and physical assaults as long as we worked and did the job well. Now, this guy had a wife at the time, and the wife actually had to break off their marriage, but she sent him a letter that said, I want to get a divorce. Not because she didn't have faith in her husband, but because while he was in this labor camp, her family, her brother, her mother, her father, they were getting harassed and beat and searched with no warrants or anything just because her husband was a practitioner. This is fucking China. Like, seriously. It's crazy. This is, this is not like 1984 yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, you're right. L- let me tell you about the torture, some of the torture he endured. He is a very strong-willed person. And there's there's a couple videos that were hidden camera videos that I can show you of the workers inside the oh, camp. Oh, wow. That, that I'll show you. But this is one of the torture routines. They, they wanted to brainwash the guy and break him of this, this belief in this Falun Gong, right? So they take him into this room. They tie his hands up to this bunk bed. Now, this is this is a uh, an illustration, but there's a really good documentary that goes through this whole thing and, and interviews the man. But this is basically an illustration of what he had to put up with. They oh. were trying to break him. They were trying to break him of the belief that he thought that Falun Gong was the way. Right. And they wanted to get him back to the mindset of being, you know, enslaved by the communist regime, basically. Quote, they tied my hands with ropes and then tied my waist to the bed with a bed sheet. I felt my body being torn limb from limb. This happens every day for two weeks, all day. He is strung up, just like in this photo right here, for two weeks straight, 24 hours a day. And other prisoners denounced their belief in Falun Gong immediately or within 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. He lasted two weeks and he never he never denounced his belief. Hmm. He would lose consciousness. And then when he lost consciousness, the guards would, quote, massage the the victim, this guy, Mm -hmm. which basically means they would beat the shit out of him with their billy clubs and flashlights until he wakes up and regains consciousness. Then they will string him up again and have him go through this again, lose consciousness, beat him till he wakes up and then do it again. After two weeks, the commander of this, this, uh, this labor camp decided to hang him up by his arms on the side of the bunk bed for 24 hours, just his arms where he's standing up. So if when he tries to fall asleep, his knees will buckle and it'll wake him up lest it, a uh, Rip his uh, rip his joints out of his arms, right? Ugh. So now that he's out, they see that this story that he sent this letter has gone viral. And now they're still in China. She is so terrified to see that, that her husband was in that same camp do, making those Halloween decorations. She tells him to go and hide somewhere. I mean, that's just like crazy, is it not? I mean, it's nuts. It's, it makes me... Dude, I... I don't know. What do you guys yeah. think of this crazy? It is crazy. So, uh, nuts, man. So the inmates were barred to have any paper. They couldn't have any paper, but there was a workbook that they were they were forced to do in their downtime, which was hardly any downtime. But they this is a, a labor camp, which is re-education through labor. That's basically the, the motto here. They had a workbook that is basically uh, brainwashing you that the Chinese government is the way, right? And 
the, the best way. So he took that and he would rip the pages out. That's that letter you saw was on the back of one of those pages. And quote, I hid in a hollow space in the bed stand and only got time to write late at night when everyone else had fallen asleep. So all the inmates, there's 40 inmates in this one room on one side of the room. They're sleeping head to toe. They're all scrunched up together. On the other side, there's one or two guards that sit there and watch them all night. To write this letter, he had to not only rip out this paper, he also convinced one of the other guards who was also a practitioner, a secret practitioner, to give him a ballpoint pen. He would roll over, pretend he's asleep, and make one or two marks. And it took him three or four days just to do that one letter. That one letter you wrote that you read took three or four days to do. And if he was caught, he would have been killed. Yeah. Isn't that fucking nuts? He wrote 20 of these letters. He says, quotes... He's really brave. He, yeah, he's really brave. Even now to come out on public, come out in public yeah. and do this. I yeah. mean, the, the lights were always on in the camp and there was a man on duty in every room to keep an eye on us. Demonstrating his awkward position writing, he says, quote, I lay on my side with my face toward the wall so the guard could only see my back. I placed the paper on my pillow and wrote on it slowly. Each letter took a few days to finish. Quote, I tried to fill as much space as possible on the sheet. Every letter was slightly different because I had to improvise. I remember writing SOS in some, but not in others. Mm. Now, he is not an English speaker, but he did go to college and learned English. He was the only one in there that could be able to write this. In fact, the one of the letters did get confiscated because some of the other prisoners wanted to help send the letters as well. Mm. One of those prisoners got caught with one of these letters and he was brought in front of the whole group, which is about 100 people, and he was tortured in front of everyone with an electric uh, shocking baton. Luckily, the guy never told him who gave him the letter because there was only one person in that whole group who could read and write English, and that was this guy. Even the commander and all the top staff in this labor camp could not read it. They had actually had to get a translator in to see what it said. And once they figured out what it said, they punished everyone severely. But luckily, they never gave up his name because he would have been killed right there. And they tried for days shocking this guy and and beating him in front of everyone. So everyone's watching him and getting tortured. He still never gave up You know this man's name. But if he did, he would have been dead. Isn't that fucking nuts? This is crazy. This is definitely not what I expected when you said Halloween story. No. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible story. So in 2008, he actually slipped in these letters to 20 of, 20 of these graveyard kits, right? And and only one of those made it out, obviously, Julie. And even a year later, you know, she didn't actually look into the box for another year. Quote, I was confined in that building, room 209. We had the 4.15 wake-up call, worked from 6 a.m. to noon, got a 30-minute lunch and bathroom break, and resumed working until 5.30. Sometimes we had to stay up until midnight if there was too much work. If you couldn't finish your work, you would be punished. This specific camp had about 5,000 inmates, and the annual revenues for the camp is about $16 USD. Mm. So there's an incentive here. Not only... 
are they trying to silence the Falun Gong practitioners, but they're also making money. There's hundreds of these camps, and this one particularly is making $16 million. That's a huge incentive to rip someone off the street for doing absolutely nothing. This guy we're talking about, the reason he was arrested is because they found printer paper in his home. They suspected him of being a practitioner. They broke into his home. Don't ask about warrants because that's not a thing there. This is Big Brother stuff. They break into his home and then they find blank printer paper where he was going to make flyers for the practitioners, you know. Printer paper. Printer paper. That's all they found. And they put him in prison for two years under the the guise of, okay, you're in prison now until your trial, which could be four years from now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And until then, we're going to make money off you and beat the shit out of you every day starve you and everything else so obviously this story went viral and two weeks after it went viral the the chinese government came out and said that it was quote seriously inaccurate Hmm. then hundreds of whistleblowers who were also in these camps and have served their time come out and talk about the torture they were put through wow one lady who goes by the name liu said that once she fainted on the job but was denied medical care. For her defiant attitude, she said guards also ordered fellow inmates to beat her. Their assaults happened with plastic stools and basins so vicious that she would lose consciousness. Quote, but I still had to work after I regained consciousness. This place was hell on earth. One woman, a mother, was sentenced. Now, she has a daughter. She was sentenced for one and a half years for disrupting social justice. Do you know what she did? No. This woman repeatedly petitioned government officials to punish the several men who had raped her 11-year-old daughter. They basically got mad at her for trying to get these men punished. And now she's disrupting social justice. They took her away from her 11-year-old daughter who was raped and she was just trying to get justice for him. Sentenced to a year and a half in prison. A lot of these inmates never made it out. They they died there because of starvation mm. and overworking Conditions condition. So bad, yeah. In another village, a young man was sentenced for two years. You know what he did wrong? He retweeted something that went against the Chinese government. He retweeted Jesus. something. Not even wrote his own tweet. Retweeted something. Two years in prison. Wow. That's scary. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. So yeah, nuts. Do you want to see the um the some inside the camp? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple videos. I mean, even then on the documentary, now they have made it out of China, but they're still terrified to even talk about it. I bet. You know. So I'm gonna show you some of the uh, the videos. Now keep in mind, whoever filmed these secret recordings, if they were found filming these, they would have been they would have been killed. So these are very short and. You know, I mean, it is just what it is. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Definitely makes you think about where all your stuff comes from. Yeah. Yeah. No fucking shit, right? You made that comment the other day when we were looking at the port, you know, that's in Mount Pleasant. It's one of the biggest ports on the eastern seaboard. Dude. And you just see all the crates of shit. You know, they they shut down this one, but there's probably five, six hundred of these camps now. I mean, back then it was three hundred and twenty camps 
and they're making all this money, there's such an incentive and they're getting persecuted. All these all these practitioners is basically the government saw an opportunity to make a ton of money selling. I mean, everything you buy from China, you can think that it probably came from one of these fucking camps. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah. It makes me not want to buy anything ever again, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Julie says, I feel obligated to use them every year now because I feel they need to have some worth. The, talking mm-hmm. about that shitty ass styrofoam kit. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how they made, they would do hundreds of these kits and they would have to paint these kits and they don't have gloves or anything. And they're breathing all this stuff in and they got to do thousands of them over and over. He was talking about when he was sleeping at night, he would still make the motions in his dream as he wow. was painting tombstones. Mm. These fucking tombstones. This shitty shit. That shit. <laughs> the people have died over it, you know? Yeah. Died over it. Like, there's half these people fucking... You're about to see. Like, these people are dying over making these fucking tombstones, man. Oh, my God. It just Not to, like, bring anyone down, but holy fuck. This guy had to hide to write a letter we cannot let this fucking country get to this man holy fuck you know what i'm saying well yeah certainly hope not jesus fuck anyway here's terrible here's some of the uh the videos so you see them just all day just doing this all day Mm. if they don't finish it this is the actual kit remember it came with that moss yeah that's Mm. that moss so they they basically he was talking about how he has to take this styrofoam thing and make it look old with the paint, you know? So all day, they just do this all fucking day. They sleep there. They work there. Look, this guy's just... Oh, my. Here's inside the camp. So you know what most of these guys have done Hmm. to end up here? They basically were practicing Tai Chi in the fucking park. That's all it is. It's not even a cult. It is basically... It's it's basically body improvement and exercise and meditation. It's it's, all it is is exercise and meditation. That's crazy. It is fucking... It's like literally... It is absolutely... And we have like Tai Chi over here. It's the same fucking shit. Imagine if someone was practicing that in a park and then you go up to them and be like, dude, you better stop doing that shit, man. I fucking saw the... You know what I'm saying? Like, the last thing we think about is getting arrested for doing for doing that. Yeah. Oh man, fuck. What? Dude. So, what happened to this gentleman in particular that wrote the letters? He was out when she found the letter. Yeah, yeah, he was out when, he and fa- he still spoke out, and he's still living in China. I don't know where he's living now, but Jeez. he finally put his face out there because he he wanted to he wanted to bring Humanize light it. to yeah. this. And chi- China, they shut this camp down, but there's others still open. There's another one down the street i'm sure exactly i mean at least we know now our base we don't really know have you guys ever even heard of these camps i've never really heard of them except in north korea but these guys aren't doing anything wrong i know it's like yeah not like oh you want the forced labor is any better for an actual criminal but yeah but we don't put it yeah we don't put people in there for doing e2m right programs you know i mean imagine that you know what I'm saying? Imagine if you were like had to be secretive and then I see you're losing weight and then I'm like, oh, bad for big pharma. You know, what are you doing, Jen? Huh? You doing something? Huh? And then, you know what I'm saying? And then, oh, and then Jen's nuts, making man. our Christmas ornaments. So this is a this is someone getting beat. Let me look at this guy. He's like on death. His oh, my death gosh. He's an IV. Oh, well, poor people. <sighs> Ugh. Look at this guy. Look at him. He's like emaciated, man. Yeah. He can't even move. They don't feed him or anything. Look, they got him handcuffed. Shit. Oh, my God. 
This guy, you know what this guy did? He was doing meditation and now he's handcuffed to the fucking bed dying. Oh, man. Isn't that fucking nuts? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's awful. Fucking crazy. And if this guy would have got caught filming, holy shit. Imagine yeah, like, oh, dude. I, I wonder w- if that was a guard. This, filming. yeah, probably, yeah. Here's, I guess, lunch or something. Isn't this nuts? It's heartbreaking. This is the food. So they get one of these a day. It's like a rice patty cake or something like that. Fucking nuts in it. Oh, man. Jesus, look at this guy. Look at the bruises on him. That's like from that taser thing, you know? I mean, and you know why they have IVs in them and stuff? Not to help him live. Well, yeah, to help him live so he can make more fucking tombstones. That's the reason they want you to live. As long as you can make more fucking tombstones. Oh, my God. And, dude... We're all guilty of buying the shit, but yep. fuck, man. I don't know. Wow. So. Wow. I hope you guys like that. Still trying to get back into things. Again, this is Talk Murder Me. And I don't know. We're back, I guess. Still, still doing our thing, man. All right. Until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people.